and welcome to Palm and Passion Sunday here at Hollywood United Methodist Church. We are glad you have joined us in person for this very special service, as well as those of you who are joining us online, we're glad that you are here with us too. Let us now, as we are able, stand and sing together our opening hymns.
There's a lot of palm branches around here. Right. And our that garden, since I wasn't here last week, sure looks a lot better. <laughs> our flowers look great, don't they? Yeah. We've, we pulled it off. We made it through Lent. All of those flowers I are know. blooming. Do we? I think we deserve a round of applause. I know, right? And we're all here to celebrate Rosebush Sunday. What? No, no. There's no thorns yet. That's coming later in the oh. week. Today is Palm Sunday. Got it. Got it's it. Palm Got Sunday. It. Remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. I totally forgot. Um, okay. Why is it called Palm Sunday? Okay, it's called Palm Sunday, Miss April, because that was what they did for Jesus. They laid down palm branches. It was a way of honoring him as he paraded into the town, and they celebrated him, and it was a, a, an honoring and a, a show of respect. Right, and these were, were native uh, flowers, plants um, to Jesus. You know, they're native here, too, yes, donated by a friend. Uh, yes, Miss Angela got them for us, as she does every year. So thank you, Miss Angela, yeah, for our round palm. of applause. So, so it was a great, it was, you know what, it was just great to do a parade. We haven't yeah. done a parade yeah. for so and many years. Yeah, I was here early, right? So there was no one here. Has anybody been to a parade or seen a parade, Rose Bowl, right? Yeah, Rose Parade. Mm -hmm. Thanks. So I was here early and did a parade by myself. Doing a parade by yourself? Yeah. Have you, is any of those parades, are you all by yourself? No. No, oh, I was this morning. There was no one else here. I was early. You kind of need people to be in a parade, right? Yeah. You kind of need people for, for everything. Yeah. I mean, everything is better when there are people with you. Right. Like we saw today. And it's just so good to see yeah. so many people back here today in church. Um, we've been hoping and waiting. And I'm really, really happy yeah. about our, our day that we have planned today. So I did it by myself. Anybody want to see what my parade looked by myself? Yeah. You guys want to see Anyone? that? I want to see it. All right. Let's see what your parade looked like. Oh. I don't know why they're clapping. It's, it's actually, it's actually really sad. It's, it was really, because Miss April, prayers are meant to be done with people. You're right. Church is meant to be done with people. Life yeah. is meant to be done yeah. with people. That's true. And so today we're celebrating being together and, and celebrating all the people around Jesus who were with him until the very, very end. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, let us celebrate what all that Palm Sunday represents. And we'll pray together, and then the children get to go off and have some fantastic time with you today. Yeah, all right, so let's all pray. Right. Jesus, we celebrate you today. We remember that time when you were honored and lifted up, even though it was just days before your death and your crucifixion. Today is about seeing you who, for who you really are, King of kings and Lord of lords. So uh, we lift you up. May our lives lift you up, and may we do that together in community and in family and in friendship. Thank you for bringing us through the last two years. Thank you that we can be together as a church family, both, both online and here in person. And I pray that this community would be always about you and lifting you up. Thank you for the children and the youth who are here today. Thank you for the fun that we're about to have, and may it all be focused and centered on you. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. So as the children and youth get to go off, we're going to be in the gym today. So families, when we're finished the service, come and get your children in the gym. And then right after uh, the service, we will have our Easter egg hunt out on the park for all of the children and the youth. And so you can come and join us out there. While they leave to go to Children's Church, I invite you all to stand and pass the peace of Christ to one another with a wave, an elbow bump, a hello, a hello.
You may be seated. Once again, welcome to Hollywood United Methodist Church on this beautiful Palm Sunday morning and Passion Sunday. We are super glad you're here. I want to share with you and, and remind you, please, to continue to wear your mask inside unless you're speaking or have some other role up here. Um, who was moved by seeing all those children return to our sanctuary today? I heard Reverend Kathy over here, she got the sniffles, but so did I, because it was super moving. We want to continue to keep the least of these safe. We want them to be able to come back to church, and the littlest ones cannot be vaccinated. So please continue to wear your mask, and we pray that the time is coming very, very soon when we don't have to anymore. Can I get an amen? amen. All right. So today is the last day after church to sign petitions on increasing wage rates and building affordable housing. I'll be out on the steps. If you live in Los Angeles or are a registered voter, you can help us pass a couple of initiatives that will change the lives of thousands of people. Easter Lily orders are due on Thursday, the 14th, this Thursday. Um, and the forms are available in the narthex if you'd like to make a memorial lily for someone you love. Monday Thursday service is this Thursday at 7 p.m. at Harmony Toluca Lake Campus, in person only. It will not be online, so make sure to join us. All of us will be there, and it's going to be an extremely moving and beautiful service to take us into Good Friday and the Easter weekend. On Good Friday, both of our sanctuaries here and at Harmony Toluca Lake will be open for guided meditation from 12 to 3, and Pastor Kathy and I will be in here during that time to greet with you, to offer you prayers, to be present with you. And we're so excited, and I know you're excited too. We will be sharing Easter morning together as a congregation for the first time in too long on Easter Sunday at 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock. Are you excited? <laughs> Only the 11 a.m. will be live streamed. So if you're an early bird Easter person, come and be in person. You don't want to miss it. We really want you to be here and come early to get a seat. It's going to be gorgeous. So there's a lot happening in the life of the church. All of it is made possible by the generous donations that you make to the ministry of Christ in the world. We invite you to give a portion of what God has given you back to God's work so that we can continue to show the love of Christ to all people and to be the heart of Hollywood here in Los Angeles. We thank you for these gifts. We invite you to give generously and we invite you to share them now as the service moves from a time of celebration of the palms to an observance of the passion. Thank you.
please join us as we enter into our time of prayer. Let us pray. Gracious creator, source of all life, love, and possibility, we are grateful for this morning. We are grateful for this journey of your son who chose a life of following you and bringing others with him on a journey of building love, compassion, change, of inviting us into a new reality. We celebrate this morning his triumphant return to Jerusalem, and we look for those signs in our own life, the places of celebration, the moments when we can cry Hosanna, the moments when we can praise, worship, and welcome that grace. They happen so frequently, and we are so thankful to you for the way you move in our lives and the healing that you bring, and this Prince of Peace who gave up everything so that we might live. On this morning that also turns into passion, dear God, we are so aware of the suffering in our world, in our own lives, and the people that we love. And sometimes it's too much. Our hearts are fractured, our depression is real, we don't know where to go. Help us always to turn to you, to see in you the rock and the solace the sanctuary, the possibility, and the path forward. We are grateful for the grace that has been given to us through the life of Christ, his death and resurrection, and what it means to us that each and every day we are born again, free from the chains and uncertainties of this world to be whomever you are calling us to be. And for this, we offer our gratitude. This morning, we pray for the suffering of the world. We pray for peace in Ukraine and the end of violence. We pray for sensibility and wisdom in Russia that aggression will cease. We pray for people in all places where there is suffering, even here at home. We lift up those members of our community who are suffering illness. May they have healing. We pray this morning for Pastor Mark and his family as his mother experiences unexpected increasing illness. Please be with him and comfort him and bring healing. 
We offer all this and more to you now in a moment of silent prayer, because you know all the things that linger on our hearts and minds. God, you who have given us everything ask almost nothing in return. You have given us grace freely, love, compassion, and you have taught and asked us to do the same. Help us to be bold in proclaiming that your church, your family here welcomes all people, loves all people. Help us to seek the same justice and transformation that your son, Jesus Christ, taught us. And make it alive for us as we say the prayer this morning that he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the glory, and the power, forever and ever. Amen. The crowds that gathered in Jerusalem that Sunday did not foresee what the ensuing days would bring. They were anticipating a great day. It was the Passover, and so the city was overwhelmed with visitors, with Jewish pilgrims who had come to the city for the annual observance, remembering their political liberation from Egypt centuries before. Uh, historians of the Bible tell us that it was not uncommon for the road to Jerusalem to be lined with crosses in Jesus' day, each of them bearing a body. Anyone who took that road from home or the market to temple would have no choice but to encounter these grim reminders of capital punishment on a regular basis. The message was obvious and the terror and intimidation blatant. You answer to the Roman Empire. You can pray to your God, but we are in charge. If you try to resist or organize a resistance, you too will be hung up on a cross. For three years, Jesus had been in ministry, healing and teaching among the peasants, the regular folk, throughout the towns and the villages outside of the seat of power. They had formed a community and created a movement based on a new understanding of God and God's love, of how to love one another. And they thought that Jesus was going to lead them out from under Roman oppression in the same way that Moses had led their ancestors out of Egypt. It was now these same people who celebrated Jesus' entry into the city by shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. They expected Jesus to lead a revolt against Rome, unseat Pilate, and install himself as the king of Jerusalem. 
In the words of Debbie Thomas, Jesus was the one who was supposed to pull down the crosses, not die on them. Throughout history, we have seen these same themes of power and intimidation, resistance, empire, kings. They are the setting of the passion, and they are also germane to what we see happening in Ukraine today. The horrific realities of what happens when Pilate embarks on imperial empire building when he invades his neighboring country, the results have been staggering. Instead of roads lined with crosses, symbols of death and intimidation, we have witnessed bombed out buildings, cities under siege without water or food, entire families executed, atrocities that grow worse seemingly each day with no clear end in sight. We've also seen the fierce bravery of the Ukrainian people and their president. Just a few weeks ago, Bishop Swenson read a letter from the First Lady of Ukraine written to the World Council of Churches for which she serves as the vice moderator. The First Lady was appealing for humanitarian relief and a call for peace in Ukraine and in all parts of our world that are dealing with the misplaced and evil human obsession with control and power and empire. A professor at Luther Seminary, Catherine Schifferdecker, wrote this week that today, as every year, we begin Holy Week in praise of a king whose power is not that of tanks and fighter planes, drones and supersonic missiles. This week, we see the power of God to do something that no army can do, to give life, not destroy it, to change hearts, and to destroy the power of sin and death once and for all. Jesus rides into Jerusalem to topple the powers that be, but those powers are not the Roman Empire or any other earthly empire. Jesus tells Pilate later in the week, my kingdom is not of this world. The powers that be, the old order of things that underlie all human empires are sin and death and evil. These are the enemy. These are the ancient and most potent enemies of the whole human race. Sin and death and evil have the power to break our hearts, to take our lives and those of the people we hold most dear. These, though, are the enemies that are defeated by God's power through Jesus' death on a cross and in his resurrection. Family, the reality of Jesus' sacrifice, his willingness to journey towards Calvary is the greatest love story ever told. It was hard and it was painful. Jesus experienced state-sanctioned torture of the worst kind. He didn't have to go to the cross. It wasn't necessary. But Jesus chose the hard road the road of self-sacrifice because of his profound, extravagant, and unconditional love for each of us and for all of us. In response to that love, let us now walk with him to Calvary.
now, the festival of the unleavened bread, which was called the Passover, was near. The chief priests and the scribes were looking for a way to put Jesus to death, for they were afraid of the people. When Satan entered into Judas Iscariot, who was one of the twelve, he went away and conferred with the chief priests and officers of the temple police about how he might betray him to them. They were greatly pleased and agreed to give him money. So he began to look for an opportunity to betray him to them when no crowd was present. Then came the day of unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. So Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go, prepare the Passover meal for us so we may eat it. Where do you want us to make preparations for it? Listen, when you have entered the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him into the house he enters and say to the owner of the house, the teacher asks you, where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, already furnished. Make preparations for us there. So they went and found everything as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover meal. When the hour came, he took his place at the tables and the apostles with him. Take, eat, this is my body. <clears throat> then he took a cup, and after blessing it, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is the blood of my covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Then they went out to the Mount of Olives. You will all become deserters, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. Though all become deserters, I will not. Truly, I tell you, Peter, this day, this very night, before the cock crows twice, you will desert me three times. Though I must die with you, I will never deny you. And all of them said the same. They went to a place called Gethsemane. Sit here while I pray. He took with him Peter and John and James and began to be distressed and agitated. I am so deeply grieved, even to death. Remain here and keep awake. And going a little further, he threw himself on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba, Father, for you all things are possible. Remove this cup from me. Yet not what I want, but what you want. Three times he returned, and he found his disciples sleeping. Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? Enough! The hour has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up! Let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. Immediately, while he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. And with him there was a crowd with swords and clubs from the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders. The one I will kiss is the man. Arrest him and lead him away. 
So when he came, Judas went up to him at once. Rabbi. And he kissed him. Then they laid hands on him and arrested him. They took Jesus to the high priest, and all the chief priests, the elders, and the scribes were assembled. Peter had followed at a distance right into the courtyard of the high priest and was warming himself at the fire. Now the chief priests and the whole council were looking for testimony against Jesus to put him to death, but they found none. For many gave false testimony against him, and their testimony did not agree. Then the high priest stood up before them and asked Jesus, Are you the Messiah? Can I get an amen? Amen. The son of the blessed one. You will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds of angels. Why do we still need witnesses? You have heard his blasphemy. What, 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 what is your decision? And all of them condemned him as deserving death. While Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came by. When she saw Peter warming himself by the fire, she stared at him and said, You also were with Jesus, the man from Nazareth. I don't know what you're talking about. And then the cock crowed. <laughs> and the servant girl, on seeing him again, began to say to the bystanders, This man is one of them. But again, he denied it. Certainly you are one of them, for you are a Galilean. But he began to curse and swear an oath. I don't know this man that you're talking about. And at that moment, the cock crowed for the second time. <laughs> then Peter remembered what Jesus had said to him. Before the cock crows twice, you will deny me three times. And he broke down and wept. As soon as it was morning, the chief priests held a consultation with the elders and the scribes and the whole council. They bound Jesus, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? It is, as you say. Now, at the festival, he used to release a prisoner for them, anyone for whom they asked. A man called Barabbas was in prison with the rebels who had committed murder during the insurrection. So the crowd came and began to ask Pilate to do for them according to their custom. Do you want for me to release to you the king of the Jews? But... The chief priest stirred up the crowd to have him release Barabbas for them instead. Then what would you wish for me to do with the man that you call the king of the Jews? Crucify him! Crucify him! Crucify him! Crucify him! Crucify him!
wishing to satisfy the crowd, released Barabbas for them. And after flogging Jesus, he handed him over to be crucified. Then the soldiers led him into the courtyard of the palace, and they clothed him in a purple cloak. And after twisting some thorns into a crown, they put it on him, and they began saluting him. Hail, King of the Jews! They struck his head with a reed. They spat upon him and knelt down in homage to him. And after mocking him, they stripped him of the purple cloak and they put his own clothes on him. And then they led him out to crucify him. They brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of a skull. And they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. And they crucified him. They divided the clothes among them, casting lots to decide what each should take. It was nine o'clock in the morning when they crucified him. of the charge against him read, the king of the Jews. When it was about noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. Finally, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Surely this man was God's son. They took the body of Jesus and wrapped it in spices in a linen cloth.